This week on the podcast, I'm talking about Disney's Riviera Resort, my recent experience staying there, the DVC points that go with it. Oh, and a little bit of my opinions on the Rise of the Resistance boarding groups. Yeah, stay tuned. Hi, I'm Francine and you're listening to the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast, a podcast where our first topic of conversation will always be Disney. I've been a Disney fan for as long as I can remember, and I'm determined to bring more of that Disney magic into my everyday life. So if you need a little extra pixie dust in your day, you've come to the right place. Thanks so much for listening, and let's get started. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Today, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Riviera Resort. I got a chance to stay there after my cruise vacation in um, January. And I thought it would be fun to go over some of the the highlights of the resort, some of the things that maybe I wasn't so thrilled with, and, you know, give you my viewpoint on what it was like to stay at the Riviera Resort. Now, please excuse my voice a little bit. I still have this cold from my cruise. It's crazy how long this thing is lasting. Um, Even though I did manage to give it away to a friend, Uh, I still seem to have it. It's taking forever to go away and I probably needed antibiotics and now I'm just, it's, it's been too long. So I'm just going to ride it out. I'm hoping that, you know, this week will be the end of it, but yeah, it's still with me. So I'll make sure to pause before I cough so that, uh, if you hear me kind of coming in and out, that's why, but I wanted to give you sort of the heads up on that. Anyway, let's dive right into the Riviera Resort. I have been very lucky uh, that I have managed to stay in every resort on uh, Walt Disney World property. It's funny. They have all these resorts at Walt Disney World. I've stayed in every single one of them. And at Disneyland, they have three resorts and I've only stayed in two. Um, You'd figure that if I was going to stay in every resort on property, I would have managed to do Disneyland first. But, you know, it just it hasn't worked out that way. So I still have to stay at the Disneyland Hotel. And that's on my bucket list. Probably, hopefully for this year, uh, I'll be able to get there and and check that out. But anyway, back to Walt Disney World. So um, I like to make sure that I can give you sort of my own personal feedback when I've stayed somewhere. And, you know, once this resort was built, I thought, okay, I got to get in there and try it out. The problem was availability. So this is a Disney Vacation Club resort. And I have said on other podcasts as well that I am really struggling with availability at Disney Vacation Club resorts. It is, it's so infuriating that I want to go, I want to book a resort. There's lots of DVC resorts, but I can never seem to get a stretch of days together in a studio where I want. So when you think of it, the resort, the resort rooms are broken in, in Disney Vacation Club resorts. There's studios, which are basically just like the regular room with the, you know, the bed, a couch, um, and a little kitchenette. And then there's the one, two, and three bedrooms. Now, for my sister and I, or even for my sister and I and Carrie, we should have been able to get a studio and been happy. But uh, at the Riviera, they have two kinds of studios. They have one that just does for two people, and then uh, the regular studio. So... Um, it's kind of like there's the, they call them the tower studios, which is the first kind that they've ever had at a DVC resort where, um, it's two, it's really designed for one or two people and it's a Murphy style bed. 
So maybe it's because of that we couldn't get a room. I'm not sure. But all we could get for the entire week that we were going to be there uh, before and after the cruise was a one bedroom. So and, it, and for one night. Uh, thankfully, it was only for one night because uh, the points were kind of crazy. So the points for uh, the one bedroom was actually like almost 10 points more than a night at some of the other DVC resort one bedrooms. So already I was going in with some pretty high expectations of, of this resort. Um, so I'm glad I stayed there. Let's say that first. I'm really glad I stayed there. It's a beautiful resort. Um, you know, some of the fun things about it, this resort draws the inspiration from some of the travels that Walt and his family took throughout Europe, particularly along like the Mediterranean coast and in what's considered the Riviera regions uh, from Italy to, to France. So, you know, Walt obviously was a big traveler and I do love that they represent Walt throughout this resort. So, you know, there is a ton of artwork and a whole bunch of just different kind of things from signature pieces of, of artwork that were, um, you know, original photos of Walt and Lillian. And I love to see that a glimpse into his personal life and to see to see him represented because, you know, it's so important that we carry on his legacy. There are movie posters from Disney movies and other pieces of art that were designed exclusively for this resort. Um, the movie posters and mural, let me tell you, like there was one at the end of our hall of Merida and her mom. And oh, it was just it was so pretty. Um, you know, there's there's another painting that has the darling children and and the dog right so like just oh it's so fantastic and you know Alice in Wonderland is there and the Aristocats you know they really didn't represent a huge breadth of uh Disney Disney sort of movies and posters and and pictures so those are all great but of course it's the ones of Walt um that I love the most so when we look at the actual structure of the towers, um, you know, as I said, there's the tower studios, which are really just for one or two people. Then there's the deluxe studio that, you know, it's, it includes the small kitchenette, sink, microwave, and a toaster. And that's pretty standard for um, all Disney Vacation Club resorts. The deluxe studios, that's, um, that's what you can find in them. And, you know, they're really great for... Um, you have like your little sink and a microwave and you know the little fridge so there's a kitchenette to kind of have some snacks and stuff but obviously you can't cook a meal there then we move into the one two and three bedroom villas now um all of the villas the one two and three bedrooms across the dvc properties all have the full kitchen it's a large refrigerator so it's like the full-size fridge you can stack it full of everything there's the microwave, there's a regular oven, um, you know, and then there's a washing machine, a dryer, a dishwasher, and all sorts of like china, cookware, dinnerware, um, you know, pots and pans, everything you would need if you wanted to cook a meal. Now, um, we don't normally cook meals when we're there, but sometimes that, you know, the kitchen comes in handy for a whole bunch of different reasons. But um, some people will go and, and buy the groceries and actually cook full-on meals in, in these villas. 
And, you know, it's a great place to, to sit down and have the family together for a meal uh, in, in the villas. One of the amenities that we always seem to make use of when we're staying in the villas is the washing and the washing machine and dryer. For some reason, it just, it feels great to be able to wash some of your clothes, even though I've probably brought more than enough to wear. Uh, but this time I actually found that I didn't bring enough clothes. I like just because of the weather and then being on the ship and, you know, maybe you dress a little different during the day than at night on the ship and for dinner and Paolo and all that fun stuff. Uh, I really needed to, to do a load of washing. So, you know, we actually did it at Riviera when we got there uh, after the cruise so that we had some some clean clothes for the rest of the trip and it, it worked out perfectly. So I love that. There's also always, you know, an iron uh, hair dryer, you know, like the coffee maker, all the kind of stuff like that that um, that comes in the rooms. Now, I have stayed in DVC one bedrooms and two bedrooms across the property. I have yet to stay in a three bedroom. So the three bedroom grand villas are really like the huge treat, right? Like these are the the big, beautiful, um, massive suites and they are on my bucket list. My bucket list is I would love to stay in the grand uh, villa at Disney's Bay Lake Tower. Um, the, it's two stories and you can see the big windows when you're standing outside of the hotel and you look up, you can see the huge windows. It's two stories. And inside on the second floor, it's like the loft bedroom overlooks the living room. Oh, it just looks spectacular. So yeah, so that's on my bucket list. But honestly, I never have enough points to get me through the year in the first place. So I'll never have enough points to to do a three bedroom grand villa in a year. Who knows? Maybe one day I'll get magically upgraded or something. I don't know. It would be awesome. But yeah, I love that those villas are, are oh amazing. So anyway, okay, so back now to the Riviera Resort. Um, the other thing, overnight parking. So there is parking at the resort, parking at all the resorts actually, uh, and there is a fee now for parking at resorts. So value resorts is $13 a night, moderate is uh, $19, and then deluxe and uh, deluxe villas are $24 per night. Um, Disney Vacation Club members do not pay for parking uh, when staying in a DVC resort, regardless of whether they use their vacation points or not. Um, when they changed and upgraded the this so that parking fees were, were separate, I'm not really sure how I feel about it. We used to rent a car all the time. I feel like this might have been a, a way for Disney to encourage people uh, not to rent cars because if you don't rent a car the chances are that you're staying inside the Disney bubble for the entire duration of your vacation where if you have a rental car you're more likely to go off property go shopping elsewhere maybe visit the other place up the road um, you know it's just easier if you have a rental car now that they're charging for parking every night uh, I I know myself I rent a car a lot less uh, we did this trip only because we were going on the cruise. But um, if we're just staying on Disney property, I will save my car rental money and I will use Disney transportation. And at the points where I don't want to use the transportation just because I don't like the, the bus at the end of the night because it's really crowded and it makes me claustrophobic, uh, the money I saved on, on renting the car will take an Uber or minivan. And that works out really well. I think... I think it would be really interesting to see 
from places like Alamo and Enterprise if they saw a dip in their in their rental um, volume after the parking was inf- brought out at Walt Disney World. I wonder if it really made a difference. I mean, I know it, it has for me. So, yeah, maybe it has. I don't know. The transportation at Riviera, um, it has its own dedicated bus stop. And the cast members have said that the only time that Riviera may share a bus with uh, Caribbean Beach is probably for the water parks. So, you know, there's not a lot of volume of people going from the resorts to the water parks. And a lot of times that those are the buses that they'll double up on. So let's see how that kind of pans out. I think in the beginning with these resorts, there's always sort of a trial period where they figure out who's going to be riding, who's who's going to be taking the bus, how many people are going to be going. Um, you know, I, I think they kind of figure these things out as they go as well. Um, so for the Magic Kingdom, it's taking the bus. To go to Epcot, you get to take the Skyliner to Epcot. Um, if you don't want to take the Skyliner, then there will be a, a bus to the park as well. Uh, Hollywood Studios, you can take the Skyliner to Caribbean Beach and then transfer to Hollywood Studios Skyliner uh, or take the bus. And Animal Kingdom, of course, is a bus and, as well as Disney Springs. So the Skyliner versus the buses. Um, there has been some chatter online about you know, the resorts that have Skyliner access will have less frequent buses, um, which kind of, you know, it kind of makes sense. They've spent all this money on these Skyliners and they want you to ride them. They want that to be your mode of transportation to the parks. However, there are a lot of people that are maybe not so thrilled about that because they had no intention of ever getting on the Skyliner because for their own personal reasons, some are afraid of heights. Um, you know, my sister has not been on the Skyliner yet and she really has no intention of ever getting on the Skyliner because she doesn't like the idea of being up that high and it, it freaks her out. So when we're staying at these resorts, we will have to take the bus to the parks. I don't really have an issue with less frequent buses. I think it just requires a little bit more planning on my part, um, you know, the the app now shows when the next bus is going to show up at your resort. So you can go onto the app and see when the next bus for Hollywood Studios is going to arrive. So it's not like you're going to go and stand at the bus stop for an hour waiting on the bus. You'll be able to see and plan accordingly and, and you know, sort of not be sitting there for, for any length of time. So I think it's fine. I don't, I'd love to hear what you guys think about the Skyliner and, you know, if this sort of changes where you might like to stay. You know, some of my travel agent friends are saying that people are are actually saying, no, I don't want to stay at Caribbean Beach now because I don't want to have to rely on the buses because I'm only going to take the buses. And if they're going to be slower, then I'm going to stay somewhere else where I think the buses are going to be a little more frequent. So it's kind of interesting to see. I, I'm, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Um, you know, send me a note, send me an email, let me know what you think. But um, yeah, so we'll continue on with the Riviera Resort. There are, so the food, what's the food like? There is a cafe in the resort lobby um, that came in very handy when we arrived because of course we arrived straight off the ship and we'd been in the car for I guess about an hour and a half. And they serve coffee and pastries and that kind of stuff in the morning. 
Um, we had coffee and tea. The tea was pretty good. And, you know, it's, I've said it before and I'll say it again. It is very difficult to get hot tea, uh, a good hot tea in the United States. And the reason is that for some reason they don't put the tea bag in the boiling water. So when the water comes out, the water's kind of lukewarm. And then when you put the tea bag in it, it just doesn't steep properly. So at these coffee shops like this, this cafe, because of the way they make their coffee there, they also have the boiling water right there as well. Um, and that, so it made for a decent cup of tea is, is my whole point to that whole dialogue that I just did. Um, but yeah, so it made for a really decent cup of tea. Um, now this little cafe, they bring out additional kinds of pastries around lunchtime. And then at four o'clock, it transforms into a wine bar with some charcuterie and other little nibbles things. Uh, I did not manage to get back to the wine bar because that was sort of the height of my cold. So uh, that night I was not leaving the room once I got into it. Uh, but I did experience, you know, the tea and coffee and the pastries. Uh, there is also um, some quick service as well in this in this um, resort. So we did go and have sort of a late lunch slash dinner there. And I had, I believe, that ham and cheese sandwich. So the croque monsieur or whatever they call it. Um, you know, the really fancy name for a ham and cheese sandwich. And with fries. Honestly, I think that's what I had. It, it couldn't have been that memorable, um, but it wasn't horrible. So... I loved that it was very bright in there. There were a lot of windows. Um, it didn't seem very busy. So we were we were kind of happy with that choice for, for lunch. And, well, lunch slash dinner. And everybody was okay with the food. I don't think anybody was go overly glowing. Uh, but nobody was um, disappointed in it either. And that, of course, it also could have been that my taste buds were dampened. Because, you know, the whole cold thing that's been happening. The other dining option, of course, is Topolino's Terrace, the flavors of the Riviera. It's a rooftop restaurant uh, with an attached terrace to it. And we did not get to do dinner there, but we did get to go for breakfast. So we did uh, breakfast a la art, which is the character breakfast. Um, they, the, oh my gosh, their outfits are so cute. So one of the things that I love about character meals is their different outfits, right? Like it's so great that Mickey and Minnie have different themed outfits, depending on where you are. You know, you go to Chef Mickey's, they're, they're dressed up for cooking. You go over to Cape May, they're dressed for the beach and here they're dressed for art. So Mickey is an artist. Minnie is a poet Donald is a sculptor and Daisy is a dancer. How fun is that? And let me tell you, it's actually, it's one of the greatest. I think this is a really good character meal. Um, I can't, you know, I can't say it's like the greatest because I, I haven't met a character meal I don't like uh, because I always think it's just like, who doesn't want to sit down and eat with Mickey and Minnie? It, it's, or Pooh Bear or, you know, Anna and Elsa, like whoever it is that you're going to eat this character breakfast with, um, it, it couldn't be any better. So, but this one, it was a lot of fun. I found that the tables were spaced uh, really well as so that the characters could get into your table. So it wasn't, um, it didn't feel really crowded. And the food was really good. 
So the breakfast, um, it's like a fixed price meal, uh, but it starts with pastries uh, on the table. And those pastries are just delicious. And of course, like they have a little jar of Nutella uh, that comes out with the pastries. And oh my goodness, it is, yeah, it was really good. So we had a couple of, we actually all three of us ordered different things. I had the two eggs any style. Uh, my sister had uh, the quiche and Carrie had the, the waffles. And all of us said it was absolutely, it was great. Like the food was delicious. Um, we enjoyed it very much. We enjoyed the interaction with the characters. It really didn't feel too busy. And the views from up there are just spectacular. So after breakfast, Carrie and I both went out on the terrace and took some, some pictures and, and just got a nice view of everything from up there. You can see everything. It's, it, it's oh absolutely well worth it. If you can go for breakfast, you should. I'll bet you the nighttime is pretty spectacular too. Um, and I'm going to have to try it uh, at some point again. I'll get back over there and try it at night. But I can tell you that breakfast, spectacular for sure. Now there is like also a little lounge and, and things like a little relaxing space down on the on the first floor behind the cafe. Um, there is a resort gift shop. Um, you know, all the standard stuff that you would find in any of the Disney resorts you can find in the Riviera. I absolutely think this resort is beautiful. Uh, the one bedroom was really quite um, clean and bright and spacious you know we had like the full kitchen but it was just so open and the murphy bed that came down out of the wall uh in the living room it was huge and easy to to pull down and i'm going to put together all the pictures and uh the video i took and i will make sure to post post that up on uh, pixiedustfan.com so that you can go over there and have a look at the full room tour uh, and I can link that in the show notes. But I really wanted to to just sort of go over the, the room with you and, and give you some insights into the resort. Will I be rushing to stay there again? No. I think the points from a, a Disney Vacation Club perspective are too much for me. Um, and, you know, I like to stay close to a park, like right next to the park, uh, the boardwalk, beach club, and yacht club. I love being a boat ride away from both Epcot and Hollywood Studios. You know, the Skyliner with my sister not being uh, a fan or not even attempting the Skyliner, it's, um, yeah, it, it just doesn't necessarily make sense for us um, to, to go back there. And, you know, and the cost of the points was, was too much for me. Because I'm forever running out of points. Like, I don't understand how this... Well, I know how it happens. It happens because I go too often. Uh, not too often. There is, there's, is there a thing as too often? I don't think so. Um, it's because I go so often. How's that? That's better. Um, yeah, so I just... I don't have enough points to, to be going back there again. But do I think it's beautiful? Absolutely. And I wish I'd had more time to explore and, and do some more stuff while I was there. In other news, Carrie and I chatted um, on the last podcast about getting to do Rise of the Resistance and, you know, our whole showing up early, getting our boarding pass, all that fun stuff. And there has been some chatter that, you know, at some point Disney's going to change the whole boarding pass groups and how they do this for Rise of the Resistance. And I'm kind of looking forward to seeing how they're going to manage this. 
you know, they just released that um, Smuggler's Run now has fast passes, which is fantastic. So now you can get a fast pass for Smuggler's Run. You know, and it's funny because that attraction, I felt like the line actually moved quite quickly. Um, you know, I, lines that at least you're moving a little bit every every couple of minutes makes me feel better. But um, now there's fast passes for it. So that's kind of fun. How they're going to do Rise of the Resistance, I'm not sure. Are they going to eventually open up fast passes? I would, I would like to think so, and I hope so. Uh, but right now, they're still doing the boarding groups. I'm okay. I like the way they've done the boarding groups. I think this is the best way that they could have managed it. I think giving everyone a fair shot to get a boarding group at 7 a.m. when you're in the park. Um, so everybody gets into the park and the window opens at the same time for everyone. I think that's really fair. And um, But I do think that there's a bit of a challenge that you don't have the option to wait. So if you're a diehard Star Wars fan who planned this trip and your sole purpose is to get on Rise of the Resistance, if you get there and for whatever reason you don't get a boarding group at 7 a.m., then you just don't get to ride. There is no option to say, you know what, I'm going to suck it up and I'm going to wait in line and I'm going to stand there for nine hours. You don't actually have that option, which is you know, unfortunate for some because some people would want to just go and stand and wait no matter what and at least be guaranteed that they'd get on the attraction. So I think it's going to be interesting to see once they open up general boarding or an actual queue for Rise of the Resistance and see how that goes. I'm looking forward to it. It's, just, it's you know, it's really an incredible attraction and everybody should get a chance to experience it. So I'm hopeful that they're going to switch stuff up soon and and maybe you know make things a little different a little easier for for those you know now that the the hype is starting to to slow down a little bit i hope fingers crossed i feel like you know people are, are walking around saying flight of passage who um yeah it's it's definitely it's not a bad thing that there are so many great things to do at walt disney world that people are clamoring to try and figure out how to do them all now, if I had to say, what was my pixie dust this week? Well, I think I have to say it's my new iPhone. It's over the last couple of weeks, I have been testing it out. And I think I said on the podcast, you know, that I upgraded because better camera, blah, blah, blah. And I got to tell you, better camera, blah, blah, blah. Totally true. This made my entire trip so much easier. I did not pull my real camera out of my bag once. I took all my pictures of this trip with my iPhone 11 Pro. Um, I, I never pulled my camera out, which is weird because normally I would be walking around the parks taking pictures with my cam with my iPhone. And then when it would start to get a little darker or, you know, around dusk or I wanted to zoom in on something, I had to pull out my camera. That's just that's just the way it was. Video, whatever. I had to pull out my camera. I didn't have to do that this trip. So I could actually leave my camera in the room. I, even on the ship, um, I didn't carry my camera around at all. It made things so much lighter, so much easier. And with that portrait mode, like it's, it takes some pretty sweet pictures. So I, yeah, and the colors, whew, I'm in love with my new iPhone. So yeah, that would be my pixie dust for the week. And you're gonna see like all my new pictures 
uh, I'm hoping that you'll be able to see online that yeah, they're much better quality than I could have ever expected from a phone. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, you know, drop me a line, send me a note on Instagram, Facebook, email, go to pixiedustfan.com and send me an, an email through there. Um, let me know what you like about the episodes, what you want to hear more of, what kind of guests you'd like to have on. I'm lining up some pretty big guests for the future, and I'm kind of interested to see if these would be people you'd like to hear from. As always, I'd really appreciate if you could rate and review on whatever platform you're listening on and share it with a friend. If you've got some Disney loving friends or people planning a vacation or just someone that needs a little pixie dust in their life, please share the episodes with them. Till next time, remember that you are never too old to be young. Chase your dreams and design your own happily ever after.